Hey, everybody. I'm recording this on uh, the day that the air quotes president of the United States incited uh, domestic terrorism and a riot that ended up storming the Capitol building of the United States. Um, several folks were injured. I believe there was at least one fatality. Um, and there was a moment there that it really looked like um, the United States was a failed state. And it was a really hard thing to see happen. Uh, it was really scary. Um, things look a little bit better now. Uh, but I didn't want there to be an elephant in the room uh, with today's episode, as it were. Just wanted to get it out of the way. Um, it probably comes as no surprise to any of you <laughs> that this podcast, Michelle and myself, are... Uh, like our city, no fans of this so-called president, um, and that uh, his removal from office can't come too soon. Uh, but I believe, you know, the question of whether to put out a podcast today comes down to why are we doing this to begin with? Um, and at least for myself, we want this podcast to be the antidote to what we saw today in Washington. We want this podcast and the beautiful people that we have on to help us all come together to form a community, to realize that we all live in this place, this neighborhood, this city together, and we can grow from each other. We can be better people. So to that, Here's the show. I love the energy here anyways. Do you know what I mean? Once you get off the bar and you get to the top of the stairs and it's like, is it motherfucker? And like some crazy guy and like, I love that shit. That was photographer Marcel Turner. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Marcel picks up where he left off in part one. His first place in San Francisco was in the Lower Haight, and his first job here was at the Virgin Megastore that used to be on market. As he was set to start working at Amoeba, Marcel had a chance encounter at a party that led to a dream job. He talks about how he got started taking photos as a kid, as well as the reaction to his art over the years. Marcel ends this podcast talking about why he ended up leaving the city, as well as his hopes for San Francisco in the near future. Here's Marcel. But I ended up moving to Lower Haight. Okay. That yeah. was your first Lower outside Haight. of your mom's place. Oh yeah, Lower Haight was that's the shit. 218. 218 The Fiend. What uh? What other kinds of things were you doing in those areas besides uh, besides smoking blunts and working at going to shows? <laughs> like you, you had Jeremy Fish on here, and Jeremy Fish was talking about going to a bunch of hip hop shows and yeah. stuff like that. And I was we were going to Storyville and yeah. uh, the Justice League really, and just watching hip hop shows there and just drinking, having parties at the house and drinking house parties. Yeah, and then I ended up I ended up getting sick of I didn't want to work at Virgin anymore because it, it just got over it. It's, yeah. it's like a big high school. It's pretty big and there's like 
That's huge. I got over it, and I remember um, I was like, I just hate this job. I don't want to work anymore. So I applied at Amoeba. Yeah. Because I thought it was a little looser, you know, yeah. whatever, but still music. And I ended up getting having an interview, getting hired there. But I went to went to Storyville one night and got hammered. A bunch of, there were some pro skaters in there that, that I was like, oh wow, you know. I got hammered, hammered, blacked out, hammered. Okay. And I wake <laughs> I wake up the next morning and I dig in my pockets doing the check, like, oh what happened? Like making sure I got all my shit. And I pull out a business card and it says Think Skateboards, Venture Trucks, Lucky Bearings, and Freedom Clothing. Oh shit. And I'm like, oh my, what is this? And then Mickey Darius was the name on it. And I said, what the hell is this? And I show my roommate and he's like, well, you should call him up. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know who gave me this. I don't remember, and like whatever. Right, and he goes, right. he goes, because you kept talking about you hated your job all night. I think that dude gave you a card. I think they're hiring because you were saying, I hate my job. No, okay. And so anyway, I ended up the day I was supposed. To, I called the number. The day I was supposed to start at Amoeba, I, I ended up going to. I made a decision to take the bus to Hunters Point. Actually, my friends, my friend Dylan's mom gave me a ride. She gave me a ride to Hunters Point to get interviewed at the skate spot. So, obviously it wasn't gonna work at Amoeba no more. Thank, yeah. thank God <laughs> yeah. they hired me at the skate spot and working in the warehouse at Think Skateboards. Okay, fuck yeah. And that was fucking amazing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that worked out perfectly. Did you have, in these early days, did you have moments of reflection? You're like, this is kind of working out I, for me here. I was definitely, this is funny, my friends are gonna laugh because I had read this book called The Celestine Prophecy. Okay. And basically the book just talks about intuition and signs and, and uh, you know, just basically talking about, it's before the secret and all that shit, it's like talking about your intuition and just following your path and that yeah. kind of stuff. And that's actually what led me, I feel like that led me up to San Francisco in the first place. Me right. just being like, that kept coming up, it just kept coming up and I finally just said yes to, to it. Would you say it was something kind of psychic or spiritual definitely i i yeah. believe so you know people may laugh at that but i definitely think it's something I where i was um, when i was thinking about that and making the decision to stay and yeah. the fact that people kept telling me the fact that i felt this way as i was here and the vibes something was telling me to do it right me not me hating that job <laughs> and getting that business card whatever right was another sign my roommate saying and it's skateboarding my roommate saying this is the exact quote. He said, you're the most skateboardist motherfucker I know. He's like, why wouldn't you go take the skateboard job? My friend Mike Jalali. And I said, you know, it all made sense. And I ended up working at the warehouse. And and it was just awesome. How long were you there? I was there for a while. I ended up working there for a while and uh, in the warehouse, packing boards. My job was touching skateboards and packing them into a box and wheels and taping them up. It was like a dream come true, you know? Yeah. And I ended up... Uh, so in San Diego, there's a trade show called ASR Trade Show, Action okay. Sports Retail, where I grew up standing outside with my buddies making fake badges and stuff and just trying to sneak in right. to, to actually getting my own badge and being legit and, ha and being able to go inside. So I got to go in there and snuck all my friends in because I have a legit pass with my, with my real name on there. Yep. So I pulled them in there. And so we're just having a blast. And when we get back up here, Fausto Vitello, who was the owner of Thrasher, Right. Pull, they pull me into the office and they're like, we want to talk to you. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Cause we were yeah. wiling out down there like, Fuck. our booth was just like boozing and 
we had a big group of people like you know and so he goes well we want to make you the, we're going to start a, a new division from lucky bearings we're going to have lucky skateboards lucky wheels and lucky bearings we want you to be the team manager and i'm like holy shit he goes we had a huge sales that over the weekend because everybody wanted to know what the fuck was going on over there because we were just <laughs> debauchery yeah. <laughs> yeah so he goes we figured you'd want to do this and i'm like oh yeah of course hell yeah i want to do yes and so i ended up having i got to build a team for lucky skateboards lucky bearings and lucky God wheels damn. okay and i was like 21 years old right <laughs> that's the other part so then here we go and i'm just like it just kept going and as far as reflecting no i don't think i i think i was just so in it like you, I say, yeah say you don't need to it's it's easy to do so now but also and getting way ahead it's like now you're here and you have a kid and you're yeah. the yeah. yeah so there was something 20 something years ago that was like boom yeah and i was and it kept go. it kept happening yeah. oh this is what i wanted to talk about on the road trip up yes. we're driving up on the road trip and we're driving up and we stop at carl's jr okay we stop at carl's jr we're filling up the water and the radiator the whole deal and I get a double Western bacon cheeseburger. It was my joint. We're driving up, we're driving by Cowshewitz, you know, Harris Ranch. Yeah. Cowshewitz, and it's just hot as fuck. And I never heard it called that. They're spraying the cows with the sprinkler. Oh, man. You know, and it's just like it's hot, and you can see the cows out there. Yeah. And I'm eating a double Western bacon cheeseburger. Yeah. And I take the burger, and I look at the burger, and I look at Cowshewitz, and I go, fuck this, and I throw the, I throw the fucking hamburger out the window. Okay. At Virgin, I go up to the bookshelf. I'm on my Celestine. Look for the sign shit. Yep. Right? I get, on, oh, I get on BART. It talks about looking at your place on public transportation and where picking your seat. Just like how we pick this seat here. Right. The skaters just roll by. Yeah. So I get on the BART and I'm like, I see this, this paper. I'm like, I'm going to pick it up. It's going to tell me something. I pick it up. It says the Celestine Prophecy. There's a new book that just came out, the 12th Insight. I go, holy shit. No way. <laughs> I know this is going to sound super kooky to people, but... I'm like, no fucking way. And I close it up. I go to Virgin to the bookstore, the book section on third floor. And I go to the spirituality section. And that book is sticking out of the shelf. I kid you not. Sticking out. I, and I start laughing. I go, this is way too much. Like, yeah, something came behind the scenes. Which <laughs> it was just all happening. I was like, this yeah. is no, this is fucking too much. Yeah. But I'm in it because I know that I'm, I'm coming from a pure place. And I'm, I'm just wide open. And I'm just right. being... You know, super pure about everything. Just stoked and just being in a good, positive zone. Anyways, in the book it talks about, uh, you know, basically like if you're in, like cows are lined up and they're cutting, they're they're chopping the heads off and the like conveyor belt. Right. And just all like all that stress that's going into the cows as they're seeing their friends get chopped up or whoever, you know, in front of them. All that stuff goes into the meat. Yes, it does. I believe. And so yeah. when we're eating that stuff, we're eating all the, you know, so yeah. I. So I, I become a vegetarian for three years, and okay. so that all was all based on that fucking burger in Kauschwitz, and uh, and the book as well, you know. And I just um, I stopped I stopped eating meat for like three years, right? Which right was on. gnarly on skate tour because there's only Denny's and like. Especially back in the day. It yeah. was fucking hard yeah. to be vegetarian. Even here. Or harder. I used to go to Herbivore. Remember Herbivore? Oh, I yeah. would just eat at yeah. Herbivore every fucking night. I loved Herbivore. By myself. I did too. But I got sick. You're eating the same thing. Same thing, night. right. Portobe and I was only so many portobello mushrooms that... Jesus Christ. <laughs> you already know. And red peppers. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, man. 
I just, I was eating terrible. I was yeah. eating, we're on skid tour, I'm eating mac and cheese and, and mashed potatoes and super hella fries and you know what starch. I mean? Like, just, hella starch. I didn't know, I didn't, didn't know, know what to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Somebody later told me like, Greg Carroll, he's like, hey man, like, if you need me to show you how to do something, give me some vitamins and like some other stuff. He's like, right. you still have to take these supplements if you're not gonna be eating. No. Oh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> okay, so you're working, you have this fucking dream job yeah. at Lucky. Yeah. You, you put a team together. Yeah. When and how did being behind the camera? My mom, back in the radio station days, my mom would send me on these YMCA camp trips. Okay. Lie about my age, say I was older than I was, and one of the, and gave me a um, disposable camera, like the little cardboard joints, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Um, she sent me to Yosemite, nice. and I went to Yosemite, and I had one of. She sent me one of those. She goes, Sully, I want you to see the world, and I want you to bring the world back home to me so I can see." That's beautiful. And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm young, you know." And it was crazy because I'm a lot younger than everybody. Because she had to be yeah, a certain like age. And she would lie, say I was like two years older than I was. But when you're little, it's a huge difference. Yeah. And so I just would, I would, and again, didn't know anybody, so I'm walking by myself, and I just started taking photos. Down in the valley, or? In, in Yosemite, yeah, all over. I, I can't remember, we were definitely in the valley, went camping down there. Like where all the yeah. monuments or whatever. Right down there, there, like Half Dome, yeah, and all right that, yeah. Glacier Point. And we were down there, and I remember just taking photos, and I brought them home, and I was like, oh, these are, this is cool. Just getting photos developed, I was like, oh, this is cool. And so I always had like a little point and shoot okay. camera, you know, like all me, and and I just always appreciated uh, photography. I went to Catalina, was another trip we went to where uh, the same thing happened. And um, Your mom sent you out there? She sent me to Catalina <laughs> too. You, she's like, bring me back Catalina. She was like, bring it back. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was crazy. I went up there at Catalina and we went camping in, in this really remote spot. It was super hot. And they give you like per diem, you know, your family gives you money. And like there was a general store, but you had to walk like, a, I think I want to say like two miles to this spot. Okay. And I'm really young. So I get to the store and I buy Pepsi. I don't buy any water, I buy Pepsi. Right. And again, hanging out with older kids, they're drinking Sharps. Sharp? Sharps beer, like O'Doul's or oh, Sharps. Right, right, right. And so I buy a sixer of that. I'm like, you can, you can grab beer and it's not an alcoholic. And I was trying to be cool. Like, and I drink Sharps and Pepsi and I end up getting dehydrated. Uh-huh, as you do. And I dehydrate and I'm in my tent and I start, I'm, I shit myself, I'm oh, puke. Man. And I'm in my tent, I'm too embarrassed to come out. And then I was super weak. Because I may see it. So yeah. yeah, and it was, it was hot as fuck. And I remember just sitting in my tent, like, oh my God, am I going to die? And I had to unzip my tent. You're like, this is not photography. Unzip my tent and crawled out to the beach, right by the beach. And I rolled out to the water and washed myself out, washed myself off in the ocean. Yeah. And just kind of sat there and, like, gained my composure. And I had begged them to send me home early. Jesus. Christ. And I got sent home early, but I was like, holy shit. But. <laughs> Survival on it Catalina. Was it was Jesus. insane, and but I had a camera there too, and the, like again, the camera became like a friend where I didn't, if I wasn't hanging out with anybody, I didn't know anybody. I'm taking photos, and right. that kept me occupied, you know. And then when I came home, I got to show my mom and her stoke, and just me looking at the photos, uh, just. I'm and that's back at like taking it to the, to the place to get to developed drop it off. And all yeah, that. You, it off, you yeah. don't know what you're getting that whole. Love, but I love. Hey you kids. get like one or two good ones. Yeah. <laughs> The way we used to do yeah, but way back. <laughs> yeah, you get one or two good ones out of the, the batch and you're stoked. If you're lucky. If you're, if you're, if lucky. you're lucky. So I got, I had a bunch of good ones in there. So I just, it just, I was hooked. What about um, either through music or uh, skateboarding? Were you in contact with 
Like, were, were there ever people out there taking pictures and... Skateboarding? Did that have anything to do with photography for you? Um... No. I mean, eventually people were out there with, like, video cameras Yeah, shit, skateboarding, but. there's always a photographer. There's right. always, but skate, it feels like but sk There's always a photographer, there's always a, a, a videographer. And yeah. so, which was funny, when I was doing the thing, the team managing, they were trying to get the, the most out of it. So, like, I'm team managing, but they gave me a video camera, too. And they're like, you know, they don't want to pay for another videographer. Right, so, like, yeah. you're going to do this <laughs> right, shit, too. Right. And I'm like, cool. So, I love, I, I love it. So, I was, like, filming and a bunch of shit. But I wasn't really, you know, I had a point and shoot. I wasn't right. really, t I didn't have an expensive camera or anything. Right. And I was really, I had to take care of these riders. So my focus was, and I'm young. I'm, I, next thing you know, I have pros that I looked up to on my team. And right. I'm in the van driving them around. And it was just, a, it was a lot, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was trying to maintain that shit and, and survive off of mac and cheese, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, well, I, didn't, I didn't really, the, the photography thing uh, was just point and shoot stuff, really, mostly. Just capturing moments and trying to, so I could, like a scrapbook. My mom, like I said, bringing them back home, so I just had like a scrapbook of like photos I just kept from memories. I mean, I feel like, and I don't want to fast forward too no, far, but like, my exposure to your photography f almost feels like a scrapbook. Nice. Probably especially now that we're all, you know, like I just had that realization today. I'm like, I haven't hung out in Oakland in a minute. Yeah. And I miss it. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, not only you, but yours specifically, since you're the, on the show right now. We'll talk <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, it's like you're, you're showing me all the stuff I can't do. Yeah. And all those people. Yeah. And I, I got, I'm really fortunate where I met, I've just met a lot of cool people. Again, on that same, on that journey, just happen to run into different people. And I met a lot of cool people on the way. And, um... Like I tell people when they ask about photography or whatever, my photography, I go, I'm just, photography is basically who, your point of view and the people you know and where you are. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I end up, I happen to be around interesting people sometimes or because I have taken photos by myself and had to be there on these journeys by myself, I take photos of landscapes or I see moments I'm observing and I'm watching stuff, things that warm my heart, things that are interesting to me. Which may they may be mundane to some people, but for me, that's just like it's a bird flying by or something, just with the light, shadow, and the composition. I'm big on composition, mm -hmm. and so those moments are just that's what I try to capture. And like, I love when people tell me they like they don't live here anymore. Whatever, like goes, oh man, I love your photos because it reminds me of home. And I'm like, good because I'm trying to. Sh that's what I'm doing. I'm capturing these moments right now because this is what I love. I right. love all this. I love it. Can we talk about how you got into, um, I gotta say, like this level of photography that you've sure. been doing for the last, I don't even know how long. Cause sure. Well, I got, I bought a, a DSLR way down, like down the line after, like, I did the skateboard team managing for on and off for about uh, almost 10 years. Okay. And I worked at Huff and FTC and did some other stuff. But, um, I bought a camera once I found out, I found out you could do, you can make videos too. Right. Because I love cinema. I'm, I love cinema and I'm like, okay. I want to make, I want to make films and make videos. Okay. And so I bought that and I just kind of was, I just have my, I, I've always had my camera on me. I just, I'm always filming little moments. I have, I was going through my hard drive. I have so much video, just clips. Like, I don't know what to do with them. Just, but if I sit with a friend and we look at it, we could sit and laugh at them, but I don't know right. what they, how they would fit into a narrative. It's just like, 
in the mission skating. Like, Are you filming this right now? Yeah, 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 exactly. Just like little moments. <laughs> no one wants to see this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell no. But um, yeah, man. I mean, so I just, were you so so when you got into photography? Obviously, I feel like most artists get into it for for themselves, right? It's like. Yeah. This is my creativity. This is my expression. <clears throat> but then when, in that time, when did you start getting reactions? Like, did you, when did you maybe start okay. showing or okay. start your Instagram or start a website? I don't know. Way before, I remember I, Instagram, Instagram came out and I hated it yeah. because I was like, everybody's going to think they're a photographer, you know, <laughs> whatever. And I was like, you know, just dumb shit. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to think. I just... Did you ever show your photography in shows? Yeah, I've been in a couple shows for yeah. sure, but it was actually way down the line. I was okay. I was make, making little videos and I was trying to start a I was trying to start a production company with okay. a friend. And so I was just I was just always taking photos. Like I was just accumulating photos, but I was making little short videos and stuff. And that was my focus for a minute. But uh yeah, I was, I'm trying to pinpoint like you know, I I I've been in a couple of shows, but it's been, it was kind of like down the line. I can't, I can't really pinpoint it. Yeah. But do you, but you must remember, if not the specific um, first time you got a reaction, but just in general, like people's reactions to your, to your art. Okay. This is funny. I have a couple buddies who are photographers and I, I, I like Dylan Maddox is somebody I admire. He's a good friend of mine. He's a great photographer. And when posting stuff or whatever and he's seen he's seen some stuff he's like oh this is pretty good look at this guy this that that kind of shit and i'm okay. like okay that works for me like yeah something's happened here but right. again it wasn't really the accolades wasn't it was really about i just i like taking photos right. you know what i mean so yeah. was, and i like to look at them myself and you know whatever and then i think that's really just what it was i wasn't thinking of, like again i wasn't really yeah. thinking about it yeah. um but uh yeah just having having my friends say like oh that's good or or like my mom seeing something and saying that's cool and like or just showing like I go oh I, I remember that I have a photo there you know what I mean like we're talking about something I'm like I remember I took some photos there I like that where I can recall them the time and I'm actually we're there with the photos you together. could be my best friend like <laughs> I said I have a shit memory yeah you'd be like no look Jeff you were there yeah, dude. that's true blacked <laughs> yeah. out here I got you I see it <laughs> do you consider yourself a photographer definitely and is that all you consider yourself? No. I mean, you're a dad, I'm I a know, father. but yeah. like, what I'm a else? father, a photographer. Um, I consider myself a filmmaker as well. I'm making, I make stuff. I'm, I'm writing a screenplay right now. Um, that's something that I'm, this whole story that we're talking about, I keep jumping around because I'm writing about this stuff actually that's right fine. now. yeah, yeah. And so, uh, basically writing about my experience as being a black skater in the punk rock scene and in the skateboard scene and being called right. white boy. Hmm. But then also having, you know, at home, I'm like, my family is super black and like, we're, you know, we're, we, uh, I don't know. It's just, a, it's just a weird world to be called white boy. Yeah. When you're out in the world and you're like, I'm, I, I've, I've been called nigger before. I've been called like all these different things. I'm like, white boy is like the furthest thing for me. It's just, I just enjoy this type of music and I enjoy my skateboard. Yeah. It's just a trip. So I'm just kind of talking about that story where. I, I know for sure now there's there's a lot of black skateboarders you right. know what I mean where I was growing up there wasn't <laughs> what's up guys it's like me. man they're having a good time yeah they are I want to go with them yeah. 
Well, that's it. That's what we. That's what we love about the city, right? Yeah. There, you know? these, these moments, the spontaneous moments. So, uh, when did you move to Alameda? Or I guess is that. Well, that's is, way, was that that's your, recently. Was that's that recently. you're leaving the city? That's recently. Okay. Um, Do you want to talk about that at all? Or? Uh, yeah. Well, so I ended up um, moving to Oakland first because this place started changing. Yes, it did. And rent, not only rent, but the personalities started changing. Yep. Where um, were you? Where was the last place you lived in the city? The last place I was living in the city, I think, was Soma. But before that, like, the, the recession happened. Yeah. That's when I got custody of my son. The recession happened, and I had to get him. I, I had him, and, um, oh, here's a funny story. I was living, I was living with this guy named Blag the Ripper. He's the lead singer of the Dwarves punk band. Oh, yeah. Happened to be. Yeah. Happened to move in with him from Craigslist. Oh, shit. Okay. From Craigslist. Went down to check out a spot at Grove Street, and, uh, in a movement him, which is funny, he's a super gnarly dude, but at the house he wears a, uh, a robe and like likes to pet his cat. Pajamas. And he's super <laughs> chill. He's super right. chill. Right. But like on stage he's fucking Black the Ripper and he's yeah. like, you know, he's a fucking yeah. maniac. But um, you know, I get Christian, my son, and I end up get custody of him and I move back, I, I bring him back to my house and I'm sitting there and I'm like, well I can't live it wasn't part of the deal to have a, a you know, a four year old live here. Right. So me and Christian had to find a new place and you know we moved around a bunch and we ended up moving to uh, Oakland because the rent was out of control here like I said the people here and the things that were starting to happen here and the the recession like you know everything got boarded up and then everything was you know prices skyrocketed it didn't take long if, it, if memory serves I watched it get boarded up and then I watched them start buying it up and I was like, here we go. And so we moved And you to, knew they're not from here, right? Exactly. The people buying it up, you not already from here. Know, you, you already know. And, like, again, having been here for 21 years now, it's like I've seen – I could tell. You could just feel it. It's that, the whole thing I loved before, the mom-and-pop spots and the, the uh, record digging and all that stuff, that didn't feel like that anymore. Right. It didn't feel like that. Um, and so I would go to Oakland where people were a lot friendlier. It, it slowed like down. That. It's warmer. Yeah. More people look like me over there, yeah. and it was just kind of like, okay. And Christian liked to go to the lake, you know, like we got to walk over there. Dope. And so it was just kind of one of those. Things. So I moved in with my mom too. We moved in together, so we could kind of help each other out. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, man, it was. A, it was a, I, I love. I love Oakland. Yeah. Did you keep coming back? Because I've noticed your photography is fairly split between yeah, SF definitely. and East Bay, yeah, Oakland. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the energy here anyways. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Once you get off the bar and you get to the top of the stairs and it's like, is it motherfucker? And like some crazy guy. And like, I love that shit. Yeah. Give me the crazies. Like I'm in there. I'm one of the people. I'm, I'm a character as well. Yeah. So I want, I love that. And you know, it's a matter of where, what you're doing here and what part of the city you're at. I love North Beach, for instance. North yeah. Beach is my shit. I can go there yeah. and have a blast and just chill and, and uh, but then like like I was telling my friend the other day too like we go to a, I remember going to a bar and like I like to talk to people I love stories and like hey what's up and I'm talking to somebody and they're like why are you talking to me and I was like holy shit like that and that was a sign too the city's changing what I loved about the city when I moved here was exactly the fact that people were I'm learning all this stuff and people people are open to talking about stuff 
and I'm learning, I'm meeting other artists, and I'm meeting, you know, all these different people, and and they're interesting, and they're interesting. I yeah. love characters, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. once I started getting, once the douchebags are coming in here and throwing money around and put, being pushy with their fucking Patagonia, and like I'm like, okay, like this is a diff- this is turning into something totally different. Yeah, but uh, I love San Francisco aesthetically forever. This city, I, I love the city. This is. You know, even though it's changing and like there's you know big towers and stuff coming up, whatever. Like, there's there's pockets of the city that I just that you just you're not gonna find anywhere else, and they're gonna always kind of be that. And to that point, do you want to talk about your I guess your hopes for the near near future? I mean, we're in a super fucked up time everywhere right now, but you know. Well, here's something I was meaning to talk about was with Jeremy Fish. When I was working at the skate spot, Jeremy Fish, you know, in his story, you said you started working in the skate as the artist. Yeah. He was the artist. Okay. There. Right. And so I would go downstairs and I'd go and I'd talk to Jeremy. I'd sit there. He probably got sick of me, but I would go down there and I would just sit there and watch him and I'd ask questions. And me and Jeremy used to, we ended up going to like hip hop shows together. Uh, I think we went a couple road trips skating and stuff too. Oh, nice. He rips, by the way. Jeremy rips. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it was great. Like um, going to the hip hop, going to the Justice League, and just seeing like, man, who do we see there? We saw a bunch of just so many different people. But I remember uh, Slum Village. They came and that was a good show. There's a bunch of bunch of different people. I can't name them all off, but those kind of things are all gone. You know, that kind of stuff started happening. It was like. Brother in law's barbecue across the street. Yeah, all remember the, that place, you know, fuck dude. Yeah. Oh man. So, why well, I, I was bringing him up because I was listening to the podcast when he was talking about the people that love it are here. And I was I definitely had a fuck this place moment where I moved to Oakland where I was like, I'm not going over there. Fuck that. Just to even get in there, the traffic is insane. Like you can't in and blah, 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 blah. you know, like and the people. But I've been coming out here a lot. I've been coming out here every day actually, to be honest. I've been coming here every single day. I've been taking photos every single day and I've been driving around. And I'm going, this is why this is perfect to talk about this, because I'm like, I love, I'm like, you know what, I fucking love San Francisco. Still, like, I still, the reason, like, when I moved up here, I was living with my mom in Oakland, but I was like, I'm not going to come all the way up here and not live in the city. I'm going to San Francisco. Right. love Oakland, but this, the energy and the, the stuff here, the people here, like, that's what I'm, that's what I love. But um, what I see in the future here, I think it's just that. I'm hoping that. Um, some of the artists move back or the new the new breed emerges I can already see it through skateboarding I can see the new kids the new skaters that are coming out and like all this stuff I'm like it's here like there's just a it's just a change of the guard but the energy the old energy I, I, I see hints of it for sure and I'm hoping we just have more it's, it should be about community I hope there's more community and camaraderie here in the city more love and helping each other out helping each other out and showcasing our talents, the things that we have here. Like, I love, I'm a big fan of Francis Ford Coppola and the fact that he, American Zotrope, where they decided to start their own thing. Fuck the Hollywood studios, we're gonna have our own thing. I'm inspired by that. I'm inspired by that, that, that action right there. It's like, okay, you guys are doing your thing down there and you wanna control our shit, but we're gonna do it up here. And I, I love that, like I said, that running gun vibe of, of the Bay Area in general, but especially over here, it's like, you know, we do it yourself, DIY, I hope all that kind of stuff starts coming back. Um, those are my, that's my hope for the city.
That was Marcel Turner. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, you'll get to know the owner of Casement's Bar, Jillian Fitzgerald. Please join us for episode 47 next Tuesday. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 140 episodes over the last three years, and you can find them all at our website, storiedsf.com. While you're there, please check out our store, where in the month of December, we're donating proceeds of all sales to Supply Hope Info, a new nonprofit helping students with distant learning. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can like, comment, and share the stuff we put out. Find our shows just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts, including most recently BFF.fm's new podcast network. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. We love feedback, so if you have any, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, wear a mask, and stay healthy. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.